Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's Pharrell, coast to coast. I can't even fathom that story about Sean Bradley. What was he, like 7'6"? That guy was enormous, and now he's paralyzed after he was hit uh, on his bicycle by a car. And I guess that happened... A few months ago, but nobody knew about it until now. It's gone public. Sean Bradley, the former NBA, are paralyzed now. Can you imagine being seven foot six? Can you even imagine? Obviously, anyone that has to go through that to begin with is bad enough, but seven foot six. Oh my God. And he's paralyzed. That is just the worst thing. I can't even fathom. Uh, I hope he's all right. I used to like watching that guy ball in college and in the pros. He got injured a lot, though. Let's talk fighting with Mafia Brian Ciano. Kelvin Gastelum will replace Costa and fight Whitaker in mid April. Boy, that was fast. Yeah, we were just talking about this yesterday. What do they do with this fight card? Do they just, you know, pull him off Whitaker and save him for Adesanya? And the answer is no. And it makes sense for them. They don't want to cancel the card. The last thing they want to do is lose an event like that. And lose a guy of that kind of pull and have to go with someone else lighter on the card. But unfortunately, you know, it's going to be against Gassum because most of the other guys in that division are all tied up. Him and Costa were one and two in that division. Everyone else was tied up in fights with other guys or coming off of injuries. So it only makes sense, I guess, that Gaslam there at number eight is the one they throw in there. It just kind of stinks for Whitaker. It's kind of a no-win situation. Like if you beat Kelly Gaslam, it's like, well, you're way better than the guy you should. But if you lose to Gaslam, then it screws up your title chance. So I'm kind of disappointed in this pairing, but it makes sense for the UFC to try to not lose that main event. But uh, can Gastelum give him anything? He definitely can. I mean, Gastelum is a tough guy. I mean, he's lost three of his last four. He lost three in a row. He lost like four of six before that. But he's a guy, as we saw in that last fight against Heinish, you know, this is a guy that comes in there and he's a, kind of the grappler, clincher, kind of like Usman in the welterweight division. That's what he likes to do. He has to pop in his fists. He definitely can, you know, hit you. But he likes to use that wrestling base to kind of like slow you down, drag you down and bring you into his world. So that is something that could work against Whitaker, but I think Whitaker is just too good and too experienced to let that happen. I mean, the guy's won 11 of 12 fights. The only fight he's lost since 2014 is Adesanya. We keep forgetting that because of how easily Adesanya beat him. So, I mean, it's unbelievable to me because one side, 11 of 12 wins. The other one, you're telling me the guy, all he does is lose. I give Gastelum no chance. If all he does is lose, three in a row, you're like four of six, eight of ten. All the guy does is lose. He's not beating this guy. This guy's an animal. Where do I go to place the bet? Will you do it for me? You can be my proxy. Uh, (laughs) Usman will be in the Nagano corner when he rematches with Stipe Miocic in the heavyweight brawl. And I'm going to talk about Usman later in this, but uh, what do you think of him working the corner? 
I think that's going to help Nagano. That's a good play for him. I don't know how this happened, how it was put together, but this is the perfect kind of guy to get in there because we were talking the other day about how I think that fight's going to be very similar to how the first one went because it makes no sense for Steve to stand and try to take this guy's brutal punches right in front of the middle of the cage. Like, you want to get him against the cage. You want to, you know, have him in the clinch. You want to take his power away. You want to try to drag him to the ground. And who does that sound like? Oh, yeah, Kamaru Usman and most of his fights. So to have a guy in your corner that knows exactly the style of fight that Stipe probably wants to use against you is very helpful. You know, he's going to be in there shouting things, shouting how to you know get out of that, shouting how to, you know, the, the head movement, where you got to place your head, where you got to get your arms, the underhooks, overhooks, all that kind of stuff. That's going to be very useful information. It would be more useful if it was a guy who actually knew how to do that, but I'm sure he's helping him train beforehand as well. But that's going to be very helpful for him, I think, to have a guy like that in the corner to try to negate the kind of offense that Stipe is going to want to put on him. All right, so just think about this for a second. Uh, you know, we've seen him fight. We've seen him kick ass, take names. All he does is keep winning Usman. And then uh, GSP has talked about he'll be passed as the greatest welterweight in UFC history. Hold that thought. We welcome in our radio affiliate, Sirius XM, Mightier 1090, Sports Map Radio, Sports Byline. It's coast to coast. I'm Pharrell talking to Mafia on a midweek Wednesday. Happy St. Paddy's Day. So is GSP talking about Usman? Yeah, he is. And, you know, he even says that he thinks that he could have beat him in his prime. If, if I was in my top shape, he said, you know, I think I could have beat him. And he's not lured into coming back against Usman now at this point in his life. But he says, listen, it would be doing a disservice to the UFC and to fighters now if I thought that I was going to be the greatest ever and no one else was going to get better. He's like, even Usain Bolt, as fast as he is, all the records he set, like all the technology and the knowledge that these fighters have gained over years of these guys before them going through things or being, you know, had the workout technology, the eating right, all the things that these guys are, you know, having from previous fighters helps them become better and even greater than the ones before them. So he says, you know, yeah, I think I would have beat this guy if it was me versus him in our primes. But still, it'd be ridiculous for me to say that the sport isn't getting better without me in it. Like, that's just the way things go. And after him, there'll be someone else who's better than him. That's just the way it happens. So Adesanya does not believe that a super fight with John Jones is dead after Jones said it was dead after Adesanya lost. I like Adesanya uh, taking on Blahovich. I think he's got stones. And I still want to see Adesanya fight Jones. I would love to see that. The problem is we just saw him against Blahovich get tossed around, you know, at that higher weight. What are you going to do now? Jones is up at heavyweight. Are you going to go chase him all the way to heavyweight? You're going to go two classes up from where you are and not just be, you know, put on 20 pounds, which you didn't even do, but have to go all the way up to put up, you know, 80 pounds to go match this guy or 40 pounds. I just don't see that happening. As long as John Jones stays at heavyweight, it makes no sense. And the way he's putting on the weight for heavyweight, it looks like he's going to be there for the long haul. I don't think he's ever going to come back to light heavy. Uh, in and out Burger. That's the answer to that problem. He needs 80 pounds. Just go start eating at In-N-Out Burger every single day. Milkshakes, the whole deal. I think he'll be fine. Uh, Chandler, do you think he can talk Habib back out of retirement? Everybody thinks they can get this guy out of retirement. Will anyone succeed? I think he has the best case of, you know, all these other guys trying to do it, though, because as he says, listen, he's beat everybody else in the top six, seven of that division. He, there's no new challenge for him. That's why he's giving it up. He says, it's not worth coming back for you. I already know I could beat these guys. He hasn't beat me. It's like him and Oliveira, the two guys in that top five that you know, present an interesting, interesting style to him. He's a big guy like him, a big wrestler like him, and he hasn't beat him, so why not? All right, we'll come back and talk NBA. Great stuff, Mafia. Tomorrow we'll even talk about Wilder getting paid off. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Hop, hop, hooray! Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. time it is carver high it's not uh st patty's day it's dame time dame time dame time <laughs> dame time was in full effect last night uh he dropped a 50 piece as the blazers come from behind to beat the pelicans 125 to 124 they were down like 15 with like four or five minutes to play and Dame right. Time brings him all the way back. Here he is, Scotty, saying he will remember this one for a long time. Dame Time. It kind of felt like the OKC game in the playoffs, you know, minus the game winner because with so little time, it was like a double-digit deficit, and we just kind of had to scratch and claw our way back into it defensively and get stops. And we needed things to, to go our way, you know. Um, B.I. misses two free throws. Um, then we come down back on the defensive end and on the inbound pass, they fumble it out of bounds. So like some things had to go our way on top of us, um, you know, putting stops together and making timely plays on defense and offense. So um, I think because of how it happened and the position that we were in down the stretch, uh, you know, this would be one that I remember. I think the thing that stood out to me more than the 50 burger was the Zion miss at the end. What a great inbounds pass from Lonzo to Zion in like basically right underneath the elbow. And he went up. I thought it was a good look for sure from like 12, 13 feet out and off the glass, he hit the rim and missed it. Uh, I, you know, I actually thought it was going to go in when he shot it. That's an easy shot from right where he is for a, you know, a guy that scores as much as he does in the paint and in the block and in that area, he is field goal percentages through the roof in that window. I thought it was going in. That would have been a hell of a ending if he would have hit that shot, but it was a nice comeback by the Blazers. They didn't cover it. I think the number was one. Another comeback was had by the 76ers. They were down at the half to the Knicks. They stormed back to win 99 96 big night for Tobias Harris. We'll get to him in a moment. First Knicks head coach, Tom Thibodeau, who we love here on coast to coast says that the Knicks can learn from tough back-to-back losses to good teams like the Nets and the Sixers. Coach Tibbs for you, Scotty. Well, we're shorthanded, and so that's part of it. And whenever one guy goes out, it's an opportunity (laughs) for another guy to step in. And, you know, sometimes you find some things that that can be very good for the team. You know, so I think taking a look at, you know, the Brooklyn game and this game, there were a lot of good things to take from it. And obviously, we fell short in the end, and it shows us the, the work that 
is necessary for us to get over the hump and we have to continue to work. Uh, but I thought the, the last two games you're on the road against, uh, you know, Brooklyn and the Philadelphia and, uh, you know, it comes down to the last possession. You know, he's a really intimidating guy uh, when he coaches and he's always mad and angry and he looks like he's going to uh, burst and his head's going to pop off his neck uh, and he's uh, screaming at the refs and everything like that. But I think he uh, does a great job of somehow reining it all in and handling his business after games and uh, doing the press conference and answering questions. He's not afraid to uh, just tell it like it is. I like the guy. We mentioned that Tobias Harris had a huge night with Joel Embiid still out. Uh, the All-Star game was a few weeks ago. Uh, you would think it would be out of everybody's minds by now, but not Tobias Harris's. He still wants to let everybody know that he should have been an All-Star. Here is Harris. Whatever. Yeah, yeah that's for sure what I said. And um, for me, that's just reaffirming that to myself. I mean, I, I know the fans know that, but um, reaffirming that to them and to myself, especially – making those big plays. Um, you know, it, it, it's like one of those, I, I try to just find motivation in different areas. Um, and that's one of them. And then on top of that, I think just the challenge of uh, having Joel out, it's a new challenge that's presented for us as a team. And I want to embrace that challenge because, um, you know, I know how good of a team we are with him. I know how good of a team we are um, even without having him. The interesting thing he's talking about, the fans know that. Well, then why didn't they vote you in? If the fans know how great you are, then how come everybody forgot about you? I'm just saying. It's true. Uh, Doc Rivers also said that Ben Simmons is a lock to win the defensive player of the year. I've got news for Doc. That is not the case. There is no lock. And right now, FanDuel says that Rudy Gobert is the lock at minus 250. Ben Simmons is second at plus 350. So Doc needs to go and take a look at the FanDuel app before he talks about uh, where Ben Simmons is in terms of being the defensive player of the year, Scotty. Look, I agree with uh, I agree with Doc Rivers. I think that Simmons locks down anyone, any night, anywhere, any game, any court. He can take on anyone, and he'll guard any position, one through five. And I don't think Gobert does that. I think Simmons is the uh, player of the year defensively in the league. I think Gobert's been that guy. He's been incredible blocking shots. But I think, you know, defense is more than just blocking shots. And I think that they give it to Gobert because he blocks shots and gets rebounds. I mean, Christ, he's seven foot ten. I mean, uh, I think that Simmons does way more work defensively uh, the entire court. He plays both ends, and he pressures the ball better than anyone in the league. That's true defense to me, not just some guy that's, you know, as big as Gobert blocking shots. It's not hard to block shots when your arm is as long as an airplane. I mean, honestly. Speaking of Rudy Gobert, the Jazz beat the Celtics last night, 117-109. to Here is Donovan Mitchell, knows that the Jazz are very good at finishing games in the fourth quarter. Spider Mitchell for you. I think the biggest thing is just how we execute. I think we've had a few games where we've been in, in that situation, you know, um, and we've executed. We may not have won every time, but we've executed. You know, I think tonight we did a good job of it. Um, a few mistakes, but, you know, I think overall, I think we did a solid job of just executing, getting the looks we wanted, run the plays we wanted, how we get there. Um, and it may not always result in a win, but, you know, as long as we execute the right way, you know, I think that's all we can ask for. And I mean that in both ends of the floor, um, you know, because they're a talented team. They're going to hit shots. They're going to do – 
uh, do a lot of good things on offense and also play really good defense, you know, and I think for us, just being able to execute on both ends of the floor, I think made the difference. Here, here's a little betting tip for you, uh, fans. Uh, bet on the team that's better. You know, when you're betting, bet on the team that's better. The Jazz are better than the Celtics. And stupid-ass me bet on the Celtics with that four spot, and it wasn't enough. And it's because the Jazz are better than the Celtics, and that's just all there is to it. The Jazz have been the best team in the NBA all season, but no one ever talks about them because no one believes – that they'll come out of the West. So talking about them all season long is a waste of time. The national media never talks about the Jazz because no one believes in them. Although they kick everyone's ass every night because they're better than everyone. The Lakers were also better than the T-Wolves last night. 137 to 121. LeBron had his 99th career triple-double. But the talk after the game was, of course, that he is now part owner of the Boston Red Sox, part of the Fenway group. And here's LeBron saying he takes pride in being the first minority owner with the Boston Red Sox. I think for me and, and for my partner, Maverick, uh, to be uh, the first two, uh, you know, black men to be, uh, you know, a part of that ownership group um, in the history of that franchise, um, I think it's pretty damn cool. Um, you know, it gives us, it gives me and, 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 and people that look, like me, um, you know, hope and inspiration that they can be um, in a position like that as well, um, that it can be done. Uh, it gives my kids at my, at my I Promise School uh, more and more inspiration as well. Um, but it's, it's a great day for myself, uh, for my family, for my, for my, for my, my, my school, uh, for my business partner, Maverick Carter, and everyone that has something to do with our, with our group. Um, you know, but it's a, it's a, it's a pretty, um, amazing thing, and, and for me to continue to build my, my portfolio um, off the floor, um, also in a beautiful game like baseball. I think it's fantastic that he's now working full-time for the Yankees and infiltrating the Red Sox organization. <laughs> it's a power move by Brian Cashman of the highest order. It's fantastic, and I know that uh, LeBron will own an NBA team uh, within five years of when he retires. Count on that. Bill- Building that portfolio. That's why he went out to L.A., baby. Build that portfolio. He's got a better portfolio than us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack. And save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses. Plus, updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
look who it is, Joe B. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Joe Beninati, the legend, the voice of the Capitals. Bring him in. Let's look at him. Here we go. Look who it is. Let's see if we got him on here. Oh, look at him. Look at Joe. What's up, Joe? There we go. Now we're talking. Long time no see and no speak. My man. So uh, let's start off with uh, A, you know, great St. Patrick's Day gift. You sent me that capital win over Carver High's fascist capital uh, Islander game and his stupid Islanders and all of that barn nonsense and winning nine in a row, going for double digits, and the Capitals punched him right in the throat. That was a great gift you sent me, Joe. So it sounds like you're not a fan of Fort Never Lose, huh? Yeah. Those, those guys, they hadn't right. lost in forever. They hadn't lost in forever, and they were playing really well. I thought they played especially well in the first five or six minutes of that game last night. Uh, Ilya Samsonov picked a good time to play his best game of the season, and it was strange, Scotty, because that's the first time Samsonov had touched the ice at Capital One Arena all year. His first six or seven appearances had been on the road, Vitek Vanacek had been the surprise starter from the outset ever since uh, Ilya went down, obviously, onto the COVID absence list. And when Henrik Lundqvist was uh, uh, off on a health, obviously, a, a significant health issue with regard to his heart, Vitek Vanacek pops into there being an everyday starter for the Caps. Samsonov, I thought, won that hockey game against the Islanders in the first 10 minutes. The Caps got their footing, and then they went on from there. I got to tell you, I, I cannot even believe, like, I, I didn't notice because I'm so busy being a homer for the Penguins, uh, and I, I hate the Islanders so much, and I hate Carver High, uh, that I never even noticed that the Capitals are in first place. Uh, that That is, uh, you know, it was unnoticed by me. Now, all of a sudden, they're sitting up there tied with the Islanders. Are you surprised at all that they're back to really Stanley Cup form and in first place and playing great hockey and beating a, a team that was the hottest team in the NHL, Sands the Canes. If you had to go back to the outset of the season, there was a lot of adversity that was going on. The Caps had to deal with injury adversity. They had lost four players, four Russian players on the, on the COVID absence list. So there was a lot of uh, hills to climb, hurdles to clear. And they did so. They kept their head above water. And the guy that I mentioned, Vitek Vanacek, out of nowhere becomes their starting net miner and performed beautifully. Now, now he had three or four seasons in the American League. He had been an American League All-Star, but he has nowhere near, I think you'd say, the ceiling that's projected for Ilya Samsonov. But Vanacek helped the Caps keep afloat. And Peter Laviolette's system through the first 15 or 20 games started to take hold. Now the guys are behaving. They're just reacting. They're not thinking about, okay, I have to put tab A in slot B. Everything is happening in a very reactionary way. They still do have a great deal of talent. They're deep on defense. Samsonov comes back now and gives them a one-two punch in goal. I'm not surprised to see where they are. I just know they've got a lot of company. That's a, a really tough division in the Mass Mutual East. Oh, my God. It's just unbelievable. It's so great. And I'm scared to death every day when I look at the standings with my team not making that, you know, top four. I, I don't know. I'll speak in tongues. I'll be in therapy. I'll be in a rubber room if they don't make it. It's a lot of pressure. But both of those goalies of yours, Joe B., are, uh, I think, brilliant under, you know, around 2-7 or lower and both did 90% saves. They're both getting it on. One guy was out, but let's face facts. When they play, 
They're both standing on their heads. And now that they're both back and fully healthy, they're working every day with goalie coach Scott Murray. And Samsonov is just going to be pushing now to get that net back. Vanacek over the first two months was the everyday starter. And now I, I think with Samsonov rounding into form, especially in a couple of games in Philadelphia, you know, the Flyers seem to be off the boil right now, but I fully expect them to recover. But Samsonov put in a couple of really solid uh, outings at Wells Fargo Center. I think that lights a flame under Vanacek. He goes in and then shuts out Buffalo, and I realize Buffalo is no great shakes. And that's one thing, Scotty, that you should uh, feel okay about because Pittsburgh and Boston still have to play Buffalo and New Jersey an awful lot. And with the way Buffalo has been playing, it just looks like it's going to be you know, they're going to be fodder for the Penguins down the stretch. So your pens are, are okay schedule-wise, but when it comes to goaltending in Washington, they've got a really nice one-two punch, and I think both of those guys are going to push each other. Uh, the legend Joe Beninati with us from the Capitals on Coast to Coast. Let me ask you, uh, you know how Ron Rivera, the riverboat gambler, said he admitted that uh, Alex Smith, when he went out there to play, he was scared to death uh, that the guy was going to get hurt. Do you think the Capitals are scared to death to put uh, Henrik Lundqvist back in the net after he had open heart surgery? Like, I've heard him say he can play, he's back practicing, all this other stuff. I'd be very nervous if I were them. Scotty, I, I was blown away when we showed on our air a couple of weeks ago Henrik in full gear doing drills skating in New York. And I had heard from a number of people who worked very closely with Lundqvist through the years – I had heard how competitive a guy he was, how passionate he is about the game. He loves the sport. He wants desperately to win a Stanley Cup. And obviously, he had other suitors. He chose Washington for a reason. He thought the Caps could be cup-worthy this year, and he wanted to be a factor in it. Uh, and I think Peter Labulette moving into the season had definitely planned on Henrik giving him an opportunity to win that starter's role over Ilya Samsonov at the time. And then the health issue occurred. They found what they found during that testing prior to the season, and Henrik bows out. And then all of a sudden, to see him on the ice going through full drills and feeling well, I believe he was running four and five weeks after the surgery. He was out running in the city streets. I, 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 don't, I don't find it surprising because he's just of that mindset, but I have not spoken with any doctors to know if they'll be giving him the green light to come back to fully play. If, if, if they do, it's a remarkable, remarkable story. And it would just make the Caps that much deeper in terms of goaltending. Lundqvist desperately wants to be back out there. I, I sure hope, fingers crossed, when the time is right, he is. Let me ask you about uh, Tom Wilson. You and I have talked a lot about uh, this guy and Ovi and, and Oshie and all the and Backstrom. They got all these great players. But I have to ask you because I have admitted to people on this air and on the radio show on the bench that I, you know, I know everybody hates him, and I know he's the bad guy and the goon, whatever you want to call him. But I've said on this air, I wish he was on my team because I think the guy can flat out play. And I know he's got this horrible rap sheet and record, and the you know police don't like him. The league, uh, everybody's <laughs> he's everybody's worst nightmare. He's a cheap shot artist, all the rest. But I got to tell you, the size of that guy barreling at that net and standing in front of that net, he reminds me of Leclerc and. And, and other, you know, Kevin Stevens and guys that were just monsters in front of the net. I love his game. I wish he was on the Penguins. I hate his guts, 
but I wish he was on my team. What's he like? Because uh, I heard everyone loves him on the team. He's the greatest guy ever. Meanwhile, when he plays, he's the biggest uh, nightmare and, and, you know, most hated guy in the league. It's really interesting, Pharrell, because obviously where I'm sitting, I, I've seen him play every day of his professional life. And I will come across, of course, as the Wilson apologist. But honestly, if you had the opportunity to sit down with a guy across the table and have a beer with him or have dinner with him, you'd love him. He's fabulous. I think he's the most misunderstood guy in the entire NHL. He takes enormous pride, Scotty, in hitting cleanly. And as soon as I say that, everybody's going to laugh and everybody's going to start throwing daggers at me. But he honestly, you don't see him throw forearm shivers flying elbows. You very rarely see him leave his skates and launch to make a hit. He's always thinking and he's cognizant about what's going on. It happens in a split second. Yes. Has he hit guys high before? Absolutely. Does he hit people hard? He does. He's six foot four, 225 pounds, and he has a linebacker backer mentality. He wants to stand up for all of his teammates. They love him. They firmly believe he's the next captain of this team once the grade eight retires. Now, with regard to the hit against Carlo, I would have loved to have been in there with a team on that trip. You realize we're doing all these broadcasts from home. Right. Uh, we're isolated right. and such. I would have had the opportunity to sit with Tom and said, what happened there? Because you straightened up out of that hit a little bit like you normally don't do. And I have a feeling he would have told you, Joe, the reason I had the cut on my nose is I got Carlo's butt end of the stick to my nose. The elbow came up. I came through. I stood up, my hands hit the face. And to, to me, it wasn't a charge. Scotty, think about it. It wasn't a charge. If you're going to call it a hit to the head, though, and it's Tom Wilson, I'm worried. Then you have to start maybe at a 20-game suspension considering his past. They called it boarding. Yes, it was dangerous. It was reckless, if you will. The, 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 I think the disconnect was the Caps felt like, and Wilson, would I think, would say in his, in, in his hearing process, Carlo could see me coming. The league felt like Brandon could not see him coming, and in that case, was defenseless. And in that case, if he is defenseless, Tom, you know this. You've got to minimize. You, you can't explosively hit him there. If he can't see you, you've got to go in, hit, pin, and steal the puck. He didn't. And once he does that with Tom Wilson's record, boom, lights go off in the Department of Player Safety. Yeah, it's too bad. Uh, he's going to have that to deal with, I think, for the rest of his career because he's got that reputation. But I really do think he's got talent and skill, and I really mean it when I say I wish he was on my team uh, kicking everybody's ass. He's the kind of guy, if he's on your team, you love him, and if you play against him, you hate his guts. Scotty, everybody OB wants one. Everybody wants one of him, but they don't have him. And yeah, that's what Peter Laviolette says. They're, they're, he's so rare in that he can do – Right. All of those things that we talk about run, physically, Joe. and he's really run, improved Joe, his offensive game. I Cheers. love you, Joe. I got to run. Next time we'll talk more about Obi because he's a god. Thanks, Joe. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. 
Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mayor out in Lipstick City uh, says he thinks they'll have fans at the Laker and Clipper playoff games, Carver High. Yes, they are hopeful for that. They think that they can get fans back in the staples by the time the playoffs roll around. We know that most arenas, really more than half the league at this point, do have fans back in the building. We'll see if L.A. can join them once we get to primetime basketball. Uh, Zach Levine dropped 40 for the Bulls last night. They beat OKC. Heat beat the Cavs. Hawks beat Houston. They absolutely stink. We'll get to them in a moment. Uh, Your boy Myers Leonard uh, didn't last very long in Miami. He's headed to Oklahoma City, and he probably isn't going to last too long there either. Trevor Ariza going back the other way to Miami uh, and a second-round pick going to OKC as well. There's no expectation that he will be part of the Thunder moving forward. That didn't take long, Scotty. (laughs) <laughs> no, and I think uh, we all know why he's gone. Uh, I told you when uh, he had his bad moment playing the video game and dropping the uh, anti-Semitic remarks that the Heat would wash their hands of him. I'm surprised it lasted this long. Uh, I told you the suspension and 50 grand fine was meaningless. Uh, he's going to get dumped by OKC, too. That was just an Ariza trade. They're not going to keep him on the Thunder. I have a feeling, now look, the guy's a, a monster and he's a, a strong physical presence. I think he'll get another job in the NBA. I have a hard time believing it's going to be this season, though. Yeah, in the offseason, somebody will say that you know he's rehabilitated and they think that he could be a, a good member of the community and they will give him another chance to play. Uh, LaMelo Ball really excited about playing LeBron tomorrow night. We will have more on that tomorrow when we look at that game. Jeremy Lin thinks that he's going to get a chance to make an NBA comeback. Uh, Juwan Howard might be in high demand for NBA jobs. Juwan, I'll give you a piece of advice. Stay at Michigan, make lots of money, and go try and win national championships. Don't go near the NBA. (laughs) Kyrie Irving has a groin injury, and he's not going to play tonight against the Pacers. And Christian Wood, Scotty, uh, he's expected to to return tonight against the Warriors. The Rockets are 0-17 since Wood went down with a sprained right ankle. How about that? <laughs> I got I got Sharps trying to sell me on the uh, Wizards or uh, the Rockets, excuse me, I'm tripping, on on the fact that he's back and, and they're plus 625 tonight. Uh, I have Sharps <laughs> telling me that they're the bye. The Rockets are the bye tonight, that everybody's going to get burned on the Rockets. And meanwhile, I bet against the Rockets every single night. But I took him in 10 tonight. I told this guy I, I got him with the spread, and he said, don't be a P. And I said, all right, so I'm going to lay a little I'm gonna lay a little on that plus six and a quarter. 
Let's take a look at all of the games tonight. We mentioned the Nets. They will not have Kyrie tonight. They still do not have Kevin Durant. That's okay. Harden and Joe Harris and company will take care of business. They are in Indiana against the Pacers, minus three-and-a-half road favorites. The Bucks are in Philly against the Sixers. Good one tonight in the Eastern Conference. Five-and-a-half point road favorite for Giannis. The Kings are in D.C. against the Wizards, minus two for them. The Raptors, minus four-and-a-half in Detroit. And Boston, minus eight in Cleveland tonight after losing to the Jazz last night. Yeah, you know, I got to tell you, with no Kyrie, I you know I was on the Pacers anyway at three and a half. I like them uh, at three and a half for sure. And without Kyrie, I, I think they might very well win that game. I did bet on the Nets, so I'm not going to shy away from that. Nets to win, Pacers to cover. I like the Bucks to win, but the Sixers to cover that number. And then Kings, Wizards. I'm going Wizards there and dropping the deuce. And then... The Raptors and Pistons, I'm on uh, the Raptors there laying uh, the pair. Uh, it moved to four and a half. I got it at two when it opened it up. Fandle's got it at four and a half now. And then uh, Celtics and Cavs, I just think after they lost that game in, in Boston last night, jump on the plane, fly to Cleveland, no big deal. I think Celtics win, but I'll take that uh, number with the Cavs to cover the spread. But wait, there's more. You said the Rockets tonight, maybe getting a piece of them on the money line, plus 640. They're catching Jesus. 12 and a half at home against the Warriors. The Spurs are in Chicago against the Bulls. Levine red hot right now, minus one and a half for them. The Hornets in Denver at the Pepsi can against the Nuggets. They're getting six. The Heat getting two in Memphis against the Grizzlies. And the Clippers in Dallas again tonight. They beat them there. On Monday night, they are two-and-a-half-point road favorites. Look, uh, I'm willing to take a chance uh, for sure. I, I, I'm betting the Rockets in the 12-and-a-half. Uh, I'll do a little piece on them uh, upsetting the Warriors at 640. Thank you, ma'am. But I bet on the Warriors already to win that game. Spurs and Bulls. I took the Spurs and that one-and-a-half to win outright in Chicago. Hornets, Nuggets. I like the Nuggets to win. Hornets to cover the six. I got it at six and a half as my top play on PharrellOnTheBench.com. And then Heat, Grizzlies. I'm going Grizzlies there at home. Uh, I think they'll beat Miami flush. And then Clippers, Mavs. I'm going to take the Mavs in an upset in Dallas to knock off the Clippers tonight, Carver High. How about that? The Mavs to knock off the Clippers. The Rockets to maybe knock off the Warriors. Can't wait to see it all uh, on the bench tonight. We'll have a little bit of fun with a huge NBA slate. Uh, hockey. Last night, you were right. Bruins get the second leg of that back-to-back against the Penguins at PPG. 2-1. to one. They had some kid playing goalie for Boston. Never played in the NHL before in his life. He made a 1,000 highlight reel saves, including one with his stick. Uh, they threw Tanev out of the game for an awful boarding call. Uh, crazy game between the Bruins and the Penguins last night. Yeah, I mean, I hit the Penguins on that 4-1 to one job on Monday, and then I told you I'm going right back to Boston on Tuesday because – I still think they're a really good team with Pasta and company, and the kid stood on his head. It is what it is. Uh, everybody just thinks they play these games at home. It's automatic, and that's just not the case in the NHL anymore. Really good teams can win anywhere, any night. 
You mentioned with Joe B, the Caps uh, snapped the Islanders' winning streak. They beat them 3-1. to one. Islander captain Anders Lee officially done for the season with That's an ACL huge. injury, definitely. Red Wings also snapped Carolina's win streak. About Carolina losing in Detroit last night. 4-2 to two to the Red Wings. They were a heavy favorite, as we know. The Avalanche actually looked like the Avalanche team that everybody always talks about. And why did they do that? Because I stopped betting on them. 8-4. to four. They beat the Ducks last night in Colorado. The Devils beat the Sabres 3-2. And that ended the tenure of Sabres, former now former Sabres head coach, Ralph Kruger. He was shown the door this morning as the Sabres are, I think, 0-10-2 in their last 12 games. So Kruger gone in Buffalo. I saw our friend Linda Cohn said uh, Bruce Boudreaux on line one. Are they really going to recycle that bottled water oh, again? Again with Bruce. We're going to give Bruce another crack at it. I mean, honestly. Uh, geez, and by the way, there's gotta be the abs. Else. How about the abs <laughs> down 4-2 and they wow. scored six straight goals? Uh, uh, nice of them to actually show their potential. Uh, that high-scoring abs team that we heard about all year, they finally busted out against the Ducks last night. Uh, and the Wild shut out Arizona. They've won eight in a row at home. So Minnesota has been very good over the past couple of weeks as well. Tonight, Scotty, Vancouver in Ottawa against the Senators, minus 156 road favorites. The Flyers are at the Garden against the Rangers. Uh, word just came down. The entire Ranger coaching staff, head coach David Quinn, Martin, the all the assistants are all out for the game. COVID protocols, the entire Ranger coaching staff won't be there. They're bringing the coach from Hartford and Chris Drury, the assistant GM. They'll be behind the bench to coach the Rangers tonight against the Flyers. And the Canadians are in Winnipeg. Montreal beat them there the other night. I'm going back to the well with the Jets tonight, Scotty. Yeah, I am too. And then as far as the Flyer game, I was on the Flyers before I knew the whole team uh, and their coaching staff had COVID issues. I don't even care that they're not coaching. I'm still on the Flyers. And then uh, they beat him the other night in overtime as well. And then I'm on uh, the Senators, believe it or not, and Matt Murray tonight. And I'll take that goal and a half. Thank you, ma'am. And then we have some late night action for you. Edmonton and Calgary, the Battle of Alberta again, minus 130. The Flames are favored over the Oilers. The Sharks and the Knights in Vegas tonight. Vegas always a heavy favorite at home, especially against a team like San Jose. And the Blues in Staples against the Kings Plus 120, the Kings, the home dog tonight. They've beaten the Blues a couple times, Scotty. Yeah, and the Blues haven't been playing well, and I'm going to go to L.A. here again with the Kings. I bet on them all the time. They let me down against uh, Vegas and uh, Colorado, whatever. All I know is uh, I'm going with them tonight, and then I'm going Vegas, and I'm going to take the Oilers over the Flames because I flat out think they're better. I mean, I just think they have too much speed for them, and nobody wants to talk about it, but speed kills, and I think they can outscore the Flames even at Saddledome. I'm taking a shot with the Sharks tonight, too, believe it or not. Uh, I watched them against Vegas the other night. I'm going to take a shot with the Sharks tonight at T-Mobile against the Knights. How about that? Uh, Baseball, Cody Bellinger, of course, had the offseason shoulder surgery. I guess that made him change his batting stance as well. So look for Cody Bellinger in his new batting stance, the next Dodger game you watch. Uh, Clayton Kershaw got whacked by the Brewers in his pre, uh, spring training start yesterday, but he is excited, Scotty, to get the ball on opening day for the Dodgers. Here he is, Clayton Kershaw. 
it is just one game of 162, but it's a special thing. I think just, uh, um, just with the guys that have done it in the past with the Dodgers and, um, you know, there's just the, the history behind it and what it means, um, starting the baseball season, getting to be a part of that. And, um, so yeah, obviously very excited for April 1st and, um, just hopefully it's not in the blizzard. Yeah, I don't uh, worry about anything that happens in terms of spring training whatsoever at all. Zero. So he's given up home runs, whatever. Who cares? What a gigantic wasted time that is, that month and two weeks down in Florida so all those players can get a tan and everybody in Arizona can go golfing all morning. Give me a break. And Kershaw, of course, mentioned he hope it's not in a blizzard. They open April 1st in Colorado against the Rockies. So I do have news for Clayton. There is a probably 30 to 40% chance he could see some flurries uh, for opening day <laughs> against the Colorado Rockies. Uh, the Yankees continue to uh, get more injuries. Uh, Kyle Higashioka, the backup catcher, he's hurt. Adam Warren, he's hurt. Uh, injuries are always a topic. Regular season, spring training, playoffs, doesn't matter what the season is, the Yankees usually have somebody injured. Getting higgy with it. Your boy's got an injury, so there you go. And and I'm tired of the Gary Sanchez stuff, too. Uh, they had asking him about the Judge MVP comments. I'm tired of watching Sanchez and Gio Stanton hit 600-foot home runs off of these spring training pitchers who are going to be bagging groceries in a couple of weeks. Uh, let's play the real games here. And then when Gary has five homers the first two weeks of April, then we could start patting him on the back. But I'm not going to do it yet, Scotty. Not during these this spring training home run show that he's putting on. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't even play Judge and Stanton in these games because the more they play, the sooner they'll be injured and on the IL for a month and a half. Both of them, are, they spend half the season injured anyway. I wouldn't even let them play in the spring. It's absolutely amazing. More injuries, the Giants, Buster Posey and Alex Wood. Uh, they are injured. The unfortunate thing is the Giants aren't going to matter this year, so it doesn't make a difference. I mean, have you ever seen anything like this Buster Posey guy's breaking down now every year? He, his days are numbered. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
They always show that anniversary of the Princeton uh, game with Georgetown and the NCAAs on this date. They lost the game. They yeah. lost. Like they show every year that it's the anniversary of the of, of a loss. Like it's amazing to me. They didn't win. It'd be a story if they won. Why do you keep showing them? They lost. I mean, it's not even, uh, it makes no sense to me. I can't figure it out. Tiger released from the hospital. He's home resting. Jesus, keep an eye on him. Because that last time he was home resting, we all know what happened. He went for a drive. And I'm not talking about in L.A. I'm talking about uh, in Florida with all them pills. I hope he's all right. I really do. Uh, Ravens backup D.L. Broderick, Washington, charged with destruction of property. Your boy was breaking into cars and smashing cars. And he was jimmying car windows, smacking windows in. They, they got him all on film. He's all kinds of busted. He was very angry. Adrian Brody cast as Pat Riley in an 80s uh, Lakers series doc for HBO. Your boy Adrian Brody playing Riles. Atlanta area shooting at spas. Massage parlors is what they were. Eight dead. Some lunatic went on a, a spree killing Asians. It was unbelievable. Like, what a, a nightmare. Did you see the guy they caught? What a keeper he is. Florida assistant principal and her daughter charged with using a computer account to steal homecoming queen votes. I have seen it all. The homecoming queen story. The the homecoming and the prom queen and the sabotage. And how about cheerleader murders? They got those too. Don't want your daughter to lose out to that cheerleading squad. And all those snobby girls living down the street with their rich parents. We'll get them. We'll kill them. A new Utah law will automatically block all porn from phones. Damn it. I just got that app, Carver High. I thought I was good to go in the workplace with my new porno app. It's not going to be usable when I go skiing in Park City. Unbelievable. And Kobe's family files for the Mamba and Mamba seated trademarks. See you tonight on the bench at 10. Check out it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.